Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward. Breaking news. Whoa. Much Whoa. to uh, all of our dismay, mm -hmm. Wizards of the Coast has done it again. Wait, what <laughs> no, they, they did. They did not get rid of the, the reserved list. Ugh. No, they did not take ownership of the uh, EDH ban list. <laughs> they just decided to announce everything. One day, a billion dollars worth of products that we're going to see over the next 18 months. Oh my God. <sighs> we got a lot. I, I have a very detailed Excel spreadsheet to go through at least as much of the value is on the cards as we can tell. And then I have some opinions. It's we we ha we need a long time to discuss all this shit because it is way too much to come out at once. To clarify, we're only talking 2022 here, right? We're not we're not going to well, go technically all the not. way into 2023. Oh, because no. they already spoiled some of that shit. No, we are not. We are, we okay. are not. No, we are okay. not talking. We are talking about all net new product in net new product through 2022. I think is the way to phrase it, right? I can't believe I, I the gall to go to all the way to 2023. They really went for it. Lord of the Rings is the only thing that's announced for 2023. We're talking about everything like, except oh, for everything Lord of the Rings. So, uh, basically, guys, uh, if you didn't know, on Tuesday, August 24th, yep. uh, Wizards made this massive showcase uh, for the next 18 months worth of product. So what we're going to be doing is using this entire special episode to just talk about product thoughts. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Would we be willing to buy it? Tuck, you and I will be out of our commitment because it'll then be 2022. Ooh. We can then start buying sealed product. Well, so the things that we'll be talking about, guys, are the new secret layer out of time super drop uh, that's available at the moment. We're also we're going to skip over the Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow. Uh, along with the midnight or the previews starting from midnight hunt on September 2nd. Like we'll get to that when we yep. do the not so accurate set review. We're also going to skip over the store championships and commander party, as well as the Innistrad double feature pioneer challenge decks and commander collection. Black will be one of the things that we'll hit on, but those yes. other ones we're just going to forego. If you guys are actually interested in our thoughts, let us know. We're happy to do a news episode on it, but then we're going to really get into 2022 which we have some details around Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which looks amazing. Eh. Uh, Streeps of New uh, Kapena, Dominaria United, and yes. the Brothers War. Then eh. we have more. <laughs> so we now also have Commander Legends Battle for Boulder's Gate, Jumpstart 2022, Double Masters 2022, and Unfinity. And the last thing we'll be hitting on is the Magic Universe expansion into third-party uh, products. We're going to be uh, just reading what details they gave us about Warhammer 40,000, Fortnite, and Street Fighter that'll apparently be arriving in 2022. Uh, spoiler, I'm pretty sure that's just Secret layer stuff, but we'll see. Facts. <laughs> uh, so as you can see, there's a lot of stuff in here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's just let's just do this quick poll around thirty seconds. Squee, I just spent five minutes reading that. What it felt like. <laughs> How do you feel about all of this product being announced like this? 
So when I saw this come out a couple of days ago, let's see, two days ago, I got a little flustered, a little flush in the face. I got a little overwhelmed. I kept looking at product and usually in wizard style, they've done, you know, a couple at a time, but like they went from announcing quite a bit of 2021, 2022 and part of 2023. So they've just expanded the scope of this roadmap. I'm waiting for full Avengers roadmap here in like two months. Tuck. I so I completely agree with that, and we literally joked with Tomer about how <laughs> magic is becoming this giant roadmap of like here's what to expect oh, for the did. next two, two years, and yep. those crazy bastards it did it a week later. It's it's insanity. It's it's way too much to even think about, in my opinion. So we'll have to try our best so that my brain doesn't end up leaking out through my ears. I mean, hell, even the most recent secret layer, which we'll get into, it, there's a lot there. There's yes. a lot there. Yeah, so my thought on this is Wizards of the Coast has pushed themselves into a corner that they cannot get out of now. Here's what that corner is. We have a set or something new to buy every single month, whether mm -hmm. it's as yep. small as a secret layer or a full set. And with that comes a spoiler season, literally every single month. Right. We are doing this for two or three weeks. Content creators maybe get a week or so off mm -hmm. um, from actually doing that. In the past, I feel like Wizards would have taken this announcement and broken it up into probably like four or five mm. individual announcements. They can't do that anymore because we already complain about the product fatigue and the new announcement fatigue that if they didn't just throw up all of this at once. Imagine if they sprinkled this in throughout the year with all the other spoiler seasons <sighs> and yeah. all the other announcements and stuff. It, it would make it to where magic would be CNN. It's 24 seven yeah, right. 365 <laughs> just never stops. I guess. And so that's why, oh, what yeah, are we doing? Why, why, why have we not pitched this to wizards right now? We could be 24 seven MTG action <laughs> Four news. We're on it. So, that's why I think this announcement was so overwhelming is because there's literally no other opportunity for Wizards of the Coast to do this without it feeling the exact same. Oh my God, more product fatigue. We're literally in the middle of doing spoilers for Kamigawa Neon Destiny and now you're telling us about Dominaria United? Right. We can't even get through this one. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead like, they just told us all up front, but the, the, the fatigue is still there. Just get it done with. The fatigue is still there. Yeah, We're still yeah, going to have a not-so-accurate set review all the time and, and all of this stuff in between as the content creators, but I don't, I don't want to get on my content creator high horse, so I'll, I'll step right down there. Yeah, the only thing I would mention to this, and Tuck might be going there, is the reason I said that Wizards put themselves in a corner on this and how they had to do it is because they've seen how much money they're making now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. It, it is a business. Any oh, it's of working. you grognards that are like, ooh, Wizards doing it for the cash grab. Like, yeah, you would too <laughs> if you were a billion dollar business. I am like, one of those grognards, by the way, happily. Yeah, I, I, I work for a multi-billion dollar company, and like, I can tell you, if you're going to make good profits on something and it's not just completely selling out, you're gonna do it. And even if you do completely sell out, you weigh what's the backlash and how much is this going to build our brand and build our revenue? They've clearly figured it out. Yeah. It's just, they're, we're not coming down. If anything, we're going to get more product. I think, and to your point, it's like there's now is so much content. There's so many content channels and content creators 
that are some of them are more excited about some things than others that they yeah. can do this giant blast off and they know that for every 10 people that are like oh my god it's too much there's someone who's like this is incredible like i can't wait to spec yeah. i can't wait to sit here and spec kamigawa 2020 or whatever whatever it's called kamigawa the future has arrived for an hour and a half you know what i mean just yeah. that one product without having any information yeah, completely agree. All right, well, let's get into this. We're, we're give or take eight, ten minutes in. I don't know because I started recording early. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to start with the very first one and the immediate one you can buy right now. Secret Layers Out of Time Super Drop. So this is pretty interesting. I've mm -hmm. actually already pre-ordered mine. Yep, I mean, um, I will be doing the same. Did, did you go with are, the bundliest bundle? I, I did not. Uh, and and I'll, I'll talk to why, but there's five total, so let's just start round-robbing down. The one that I was most excited for, but also talked about had probably the least amount of value and playability is Kamigawa Inc. So oh, yeah. this one was a very, very, very cool one. Uh, it's available in foil or non-foil for either 30 or 40 bucks. And basically you're getting special secret layer art of Heartless Hidetsugu, three colorless red red, tap to make people lose half their life, rounded down. Yep. Kami of the Crescent Moon, blue blue. Uh, it's at the beginning of each player's draw step, they get an additional card. Michiiko Konda Truthseeker, uh, that would be the white one in there that says whenever in a source an opponent controls the damage to you, that player sacks a permanent. Reki, History of Kamigawa, uh, that's the green one whenever you cast a legendary spell draw a card and then toshiro umizawa everyone's favorite challenge legendary to build a commander deck out of um this is a guy that has bushido one and whenever a creature and opponent controls dies you may cast target instant card from your graveyard if that spell would be put into the graveyard this turn exile it instead and all the art is done by jung yeah, Japanese brushwork artist Jung Shan. Um, so, my initial thought: this is probably some of the coolest secret layer art I've seen. Um, I would definitely put this on the plane of the kind of San Diego Comic Con art that they yep. would do each uh -huh. year. Like, it's very cool, very unique. And I get why they're doing this because we're going to Kamigawa next year. It's yep. like, ooh, we're hyping up the Kamigawa train. People that maybe didn't play back then, it's like, ooh. Kamigawa, what's this? Ooh, secret layer. This is tied together. So it's it's a good marketing ploy. It's just Heartless Hidetsugu sees play. We all know that. Yep. yep. And that's it. Right. The, the other rest four, of it, yeah. I really do not see. I mean, Michu Kondo can see some play. I just don't think a lot of people know about it. But the other three are very niche. So I did buy this one in foil because I do run Heartless. I do run Michiku and I do run Reki. Uh, but I would say for the average person, this is probably a buy the singles, not the pack. Yeah, I would agree. I That being said, I, I agree with you 100% as well that the artwork on these is incredible. These, to me, and I loved the Japanese um, art series that they did in Strixhaven. I thought those cards were some of my favorite art cards I've seen in Magic, potentially in you know my entire career. So I really like the way these look. I agree with you. There's not a lot of value here, but... That being said, to me, like I would almost buy this just to have it in my binder as a cool collector's piece of artwork yeah. for a yeah. couple cards you may or may not use. And then uh, I've done this in the past as well. And you may find if you bought one of these that you're going to stretch and try and make one of these work or try and fit it into a deck just because it looks so cool. You want to have it in there. You want to draw a top deck and play it and just see it. 
Um, but I agree. The artwork on these is great. The value is really not there. That being said, this is probably my favorite secret layer, which you know in the past I've hated. This particular section of this secret layer, which I guess we'll get into because there's a lot of them. But uh, I like this. I really do. So I I actually think there is a lot of value in this. So Heartless is three bucks, Kami is five bucks, Mitchokonda is twenty eight, Riki is four, and Tashiro is thirteen. And this is just on the lowest price available with whatever card on Scryfall, mm-hmm. which could be a foil from like whatever mystery boosters, right? Just like that's the subversion of it. So that's what I went with, right? So the total value of this is fifty three dollars. For me, I think the big standouts are Machiko Kanda, which hasn't seen a reprint outside of its original. And has a lot of value in like prison decks, like uh, stacks, that sort of stuff. Um, I think Riki's okay. Kami's like a cheaper-ish version of Howling Mine. So I think the values here, the problem is Heartless and Tashiro, especially Tashiro, is kind of like the, is unfortunately kind of the weakest of the bunch. Because he is so narrow, you're only going to play him in Tashiro decks. But you do get yep. your value out of that. And if you like the artwork, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good pickup. Awesome. Well, uh, Tuck, why don't you go ahead and read off? I know your favorite one, Teferi's Time Trouble. I actually do like this one quite a bit. So, uh, this it's is actually the one I didn't buy. Really? Okay. Uh, it's in, this one's yeah. interesting. So, um, the way this one works is that there's three planeswalkers, uh, which is Karn, the great creator, who's the uh, four drop one of the Karns. And the big thing with him is opponents can't, artifacts can't activate. I'm not going to try to read their abilities because it's already hard oh enough. Oh my God, it's the biggest the block it's of insane. text. Um, Teferi Time Raveler, which is the three drop Teferi. Opponents can only cast spells, though they can have sorceries, so and so on and so forth. And then uh, Dak Faden, who obviously is the greatest thief in the multiverse. And also, RIP. But the gimmick with these is that they're written as if they would be cards from like the pre i don't even know what is this like alpha whatever whatever they decided to errata abilities into things where it doesn't say like can't be blocked by forests or can't can't be blocked if an opponent controls a porous uh i think this is kind of a a, i think this is the most meme of the of the (laughs) bridles just trying to read these kind of gives me a headache which which i kind of like so um i think this one's okay i think they kind of chose some interesting planeswalkers for this in my opinion to fairy time ravelers okay karn is fine but i think dak faden's really good so it's almost worth it just for that and if you're into this sort of nightmare of trying to teach new people how complicated this game used to be then boy is this the secret drop for you <laughs> um i almost went cross-eyed looking at these earlier it's so complicated. I'm, still, I'm still going cross-eyed looking at these now this could potentially be the coolest old school borders with the most complicated text I've ever seen. I just, why did they make it one giant block? It's, it's Other so than weird. That, like, and, uh, I, I don't even really have anything else to say besides that. It's, I'm just flabbergasted looking at these to see one of these. If we ever play in person again, I don't know. We're on round Delta round triple third, whatever we're going to call the next round of COVID. But um, to see one of these drop on the board and somebody's like, here you go, if you want to read it, and you're like, all right, I'll be back in five minutes. I'll yeah. uh, let you know if I, I understand hope, I hope. or have any questions. And then uh, if you want to continue playing while I read your planeswalker, go ahead. I hope, my fo- I hope your phones are charged. Right. So I thought this was actually a really cool idea. They just picked the wrong planeswalkers mm-hmm. to do it. I think they should have piloted this 
with uh, Narset, part of Veils, Ashiok. Is it Dream Renderer? Yeah. Oh, all the all the static I think ability should, ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should have stuck with the uncommon static ability, but do the ones that people actually play and stuff. Ashiok and Narset see tons of play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know, people would buy them, but I think you start there because then it's just a static ability and one activated. Mm -hmm. It's not this like encyclopedia. Do that and test out the waters and see if people like this. And then it's like, oh, people really do. Okay, now let's, you know, maybe introduce people that have two abilities, like the Teferi Time Raveler. And then you introduce one ability, or uh, all three abilities, with, with some other guys, like the Dak Faden. So that's where I wish they would have gone, because also these guys on their face, like I play Karn, Dak, and I think I have Teferi Time Raveler in a deck. And I, like I said, I didn't even buy this one for the alternate art, because it was just like, I would rather save out for a traditional Planeswalker one, two, three loyalty abilities, but then have this really badass full art that mm. actually like fills up the card. Yeah. Similar to how the Blackest Magic um, one with the Teferi Hero of Dominaria. That was a really cool art. I really appreciated it. So I went ahead and bought it. This one is just meh. I think I, th I disagree. I think they should have gone with. Chandra, Torkish of Edition, God Pharaoh, Nicobolus, and Grook Apex Predator, <laughs> all of which have four abilities. Let's go. Let's let's fully commit to this. Let's have to go uh, to size. What I don't know what size font they have on here. I assume like yeah. six. So we're talking like three. It's it's insanity. So Dax coming in about twenty two. Karn's twelve. Deferi's somehow fifteen. So the total of this is right around like the forty nine dollar mark um, at the lower end. Not bad. Not bad at well, all. There we go. I, I guess will say, historically, it seems like these secret layers generally hold their value or you gain some value if you ever there's, get the product shipped to your door. There's one stinker. There's one stinker in this whole thing. There's only one. And all the rest of them okay. get your value back. <clears throat> is the cats the stinker? Uh, wait. Is oh, you're talking about with these today. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, this also hinges I, on you actually getting the cards from Wizards, so that's a big true. deal as well. <laughs> well, I don't think it's this set, but Squee, why don't you read off what is in the Artist Series Johannes Voss set? All right, Johannes Voss. So we got four cards here. We got Sanctum Prelate. We got Carpet of Flowers, Sphere of Safety, and Karmic Guide. I'm, I'm assuming for most people this is going to be a Carpet of Flowers type of deal where you want to get that card, <laughs> and then the rest of them you may or may not use. Karmic Guide's pretty solid. Sphere of Safety to me is a little expensive for what it does. You really have to have a very specific tuned deck around enchantments. And then looking at Sanctum Prelate, I'm really on the fence about this card as far as is it good or is it terrible? It's a it's like a legacy vintage playable that people use to like shut down right. specific decks. So it's some people will want it. Yeah, if I'm looking at these though, just kind of looking at the secret layer design of these cards. Eh. Like the artwork's kind of cool, but there's no fancy borders. There's nothing super special looking at these. I do think Carpet of Flowers is a banger. That being said, though, like I would probably err to buy an older version of Carpet Carpet of Flowers, maybe a little bit more expensive, and then not get the rest of these cards. But that's kind of where I sit on this one. Yep. We have a code red. There is too much doom. You are the August. Giveaway winner. That's again too much do. Please reach out to Mr. Combo or at CMD Tower to claim your prize.
I do like these cards. They're all very interesting, but I think kind of like the Planeswalkers up here, you may or you may or may not use them. You really, I don't know. So for me, this was one I did buy. I bought a foil one, and it was because Carpet of Flyers I run. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm actually trying to look this up right now, and while I'm doing that, uh, I also run Sphere of Safety. Yep. Uh, I run that in my enchantment deck, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, okay, boom, get, get an alternate foil copy of that. And then also I run Karmic Guide um, in, I think, two decks. So it's like, okay, really? Sanctum okay. Prelate's yep. the only one that probably not going to be using anytime soon. Yeah, that seems so like it's probably more of a, um, what you would call constructed format. That seems like if that's like something in modern <coughs> or, yeah. you know, where it's very common, like, oh, I know you run force of will five. CMC, right, yeah. You can't cast yeah, that for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's big and, in legacy and, and vintage for sure. And the big reason I wanted to buy this is because there's not a foil copy of Carpet of Flowers in existence. Mm, this is true. And and so $21 for a normal Carpet of Flowers, if there was a foil, I would assume it's probably going to go up to $80 to $100 because this is a one-time yeah. exclusive printing of it, similar to like the Walking Dead stuff where you can't get it again, but at least this is a normal card, so it won't have <laughs> as much hate. So, yeah, I just I agree. don't think That's they gave Johannes Voss enough, enough art prowess here. Like... To be one of the art series, I don't like. They're just pretty standard bordered cards. I think they could have given them a little more run on designing. Well, the 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 trick to it is that the cards actually line up and uh, read off a haiku that Johannes Voss actually wrote. Ah, so, very, so that's what makes these special. It goes Sanctum Prelate, Carpetal Flyers, Sphere Safety, Karmic Guide, and if anyone's curious, the haiku is Whispered Memories by Johannes Voss. Winds through Silent Bloom. Brushing hair against your face, just one moment more. Yeah, congrats, supremely, congrats. You, you supremely underwhelmed by that. <laughs> uh yeah, I agree. I think for me this is just this is just carpet flower carpet of flowers with some trade stuff, um, yeah. mostly. Uh, and I think that's reflected. Sanctum prelates uh, just got a that and Karma Kai just recently got reprints. So Sanctum Prelates, eight bucks, Carpet of Flowers twenty two, Sphere of Safety is about five, and Karma Kai's three. So you get sixty five dollars with the value out of this. And then to your point, Mr. Combo. Um, I don't, I'm not much one for the artwork of it. I do like the artwork quite a bit on Carpet of Flowers. So I, I think they are all okay, except for like we, like I agree with you guys, Sanctum Prelate's kind of an odd one in there, but now some legacy guy can go put that in his deck and feel better about himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, the fourth one on this list, I know it's a lot of secret layers. We're talking about the artist series from Thomas Baxa. So this has the Sliver Hive Lord, which is the five color legend for indestructible. Mm -hmm. yep. Spell Sky, the uh, two colorless Great Phyrexian card. horror where you can use Phyrexian mana to redirect spells. <laughs> Sire of Insanity, way to draw cards. Um, or oh, sorry, no, the, no, the opposite. Uh, the, uh, dis discard your hand. And then there's the Obnixilis Reignited, which has been reprinted into the ground. Uh, but that's the very <laughs> it's common so, Obnixilis. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird. This... What do you think about this one, Mr. Combo? So the reason I this was the last one I bought. Um, I bought this one in foil. Purely did it for Sliver Hive Lord and Spellskite. Sure. So I think I run Obnixilis Reignited in a couple decks. So like it'll be cool to get like a different art. Um, I have zero use for Sire of Insanity. I might run it in either my Nicol Bolas combo deck or mm -hmm. my 
uh, Rakdos, uh, Vin Diesel deck. Maybe it's in Maybe, one of those yeah. two. Uh, but really, it's the Spellskite and Sliver Hive Lord. I don't even know. I'm assuming this is the one with the worst value. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. It has it's to be. A, it, this is a stinker. This is the one like, I don't Spellskite's like. Spellskite's like four bucks. Like, yeah, Sliver like, Hive so, Lord, 15 So, Obnixilis, Obnixilis is 80 cents. Sliver Hive Lord is <laughs> $17. Spot, Sire of Insanity is a buck forty, And Spellskite yeah. is about 4 Woo. So, this is the only one you lose value on. And and to that point, not even from a value perspective, I don't I don't see any sort of like real theme to it. I think this is a weird choice of ones to choose. Spellskite's okay. I don't even think it's played in modern that much anymore. Sliver Hive Lord obviously has its place. Ob the weirdest one of all of these though is the Obnixilis Reignited. Obnixilis. Right. It just Why? makes it makes Why? no sense. Like there's so many other black planeswalkers of any varietal that you could do, like, but I guess it's he, he's the only demon planeswalker, which I guess is sort of the theme. I, I, this is the bad, this is the, this is the stinker for me of the bunch. And Squee, before you go, uh, I think something to, I think this is similar, actually this set's very similar to the Carpet of Flowers one. Like how I talked about Carpet of Flowers had never had a foil printing, so like the $40 one could be, that Carpet of Flowers could be yeah. worth like a lot of money. Sliver Hive Lord's only been printed once in foil, they're going for $116. Holy wow. shit. No way. So, I mean, maybe paying that 10 extra dollars that yeah. Silver Hive Lord turns from like a $15 card to 50, 70, 100, who knows. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you have it. Enough. Kids get the foil versions. This this might be your only <laughs> shot at greatness with this one. Um, yeah, I agree. It it's very fragmented. I don't see much here that even hints at it being a secret layer like if somebody played one of these it'd be like Oh, that's a odd promo card version of that you have. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> but I wouldn't be like, oh, that's gorgeous. That's amazing. I need to have one of those. Um, Spell Sky's fine, but it's always hovered at the the four to five dollar range. It's not going to go anywhere. There's a bunch of printings of it. Uh, Hive yeah. Lord, uh, yeah, that's 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 your card in this set. Sire of Insanity. I don't know for six mana. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. But yeah, yeah, cheese it uh, up. Yeah. I I am not not up on this one. Fair enough. All right. Well, the last one, guys, that you can go get, and we're going to have Tuck do it because it's named after a quote of his favorite magic content creator. It's so uh -huh. it's pissed me off so much. I saw, is for blockers. <laughs> I saw. I saw that. Uh, it, I saw a tweet that really made me aggravated. That this is started as like a meme joke on a horrible content creation thing, and now it's like effectively the gospel. It'd be like if someone made like a joke, like psalm in the bible and then now it's like actually in the bible uh so this one comes actually with some pretty interesting ones both for commander and our constructive players out there so out the gates you have your brazen borrower uh it's the three drop for the three one flash flying can only block the creatures of flying then it has petty theft which is an instant and adventure uh colorless and a blue return target and online permanent it's, uh, it's opponent's control it's its own hand Ugh. Then we have Vindictive Lich. It's a zombie wizard Harry, most importantly. Woo. When it dies, you choose one or more. Uh, each mode must target a different player. Sack a creature, discard two cards, target opponent loses a life. Uh, the weirdest one in here, uh, Meandering Tower Shell. Okay. Island Walk, and then when it attacks, <laughs> exile it, return it to the battlefield. Under your control, tap the attacking the beginning of the declared attacker step on your next end turn. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, and I'm going to save the best for less. Uh, Swag Tusk, obviously, is a modern uh, staple. Enters battlefield, gain five. When it leaves the battlefield, create a 3-3 green beast creature token. But this is the first, one of the first reprintings of Oran Frostfrang, which is an amazing commander card. 2-6, attacking creatures you control have death touch. 
Whenever a creature you control deals damage player to a player, draw a card. It's also a snow creature. That's a snake. It's actually mm. a snake. So, Tuck, before you give your thoughts, you know why they picked these creatures, right? Yeah, because they all have bizarre power toughness that is complicated. No. So if you line up the power and toughness of Brazen Borrower, Vindictive Lynch, Meandering Tower Shell, Orin Fosfang, and Thrag Tusk in that order, it spells out Pi. 3.141592653. Wow! Congratulations, wizards! You really sounds you like did, the conspiracy theorists have won again. They nailed it. Wow! Uh, this one, I actually, I I like a fair amount, um, mostly because I think the the big winners here, just from a playing perspective, before we get into price, is a Vindicted Lich sees a <laughs> lot of play in a variety of different wizard decks. Um, there are some Lich decks floating around. I, th I like it because it's a multiple. It's like a multi creature thing. Um, and then obviously Orin Frostfang is an amazing card. It's great to see that where you can get this at like a discount. And then finally, I like that Brazen Borrow is in here because mm -hmm. I can just go and trade that to a modern player for like two shock lands and then be done with it. So this one, I think this one actually is pretty good um, in terms of the value that you get out of it. Not for me. It's it's one of the ones I passed on. Really? I think Orin Frostfang I run in one deck and I don't run any of the others. So. I think Oren's a little underrated. I do like yeah, that I, card. I agree. You're telling me you don't have Meandering Tower Shell in every green deck that you own? You fool. I cannot believe just you. Think of, just think of the value. <laughs> the last thing I have with Secret Layers is just like a little bit of the value. So this one has, uh, this one, Brazen Bars, 19 bucks. Vindictive Lynch is around eight. Meandering Tower Shell is, is 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Frost Fang's about 11. And then Thrag Test is 30 cents. So the total of this is $69. Um, and then if you're just looking for the cheapest way to get these cards, it's the, the basic super drop for $119. As of right now, if you get that with all five sets, you're getting, oh, you're getting $261 of value. So you're more than doubling what you'd get out of the basic drop. I did not do any of the foil calculations, um, and I went with the lowest price there. So I feel, especially if you're trying to like build a collection, or if there's certain cards in here that you like, or if you just like your alternate arts, I think picking up that $119 original drop is actually a pretty pretty good bargain. The the last thing I'd like us each just quickly say is is this a buy from a there's a specific one? It's like yes, I'm going to get it. Uh, two multiple specific ones or three i'm just buying them all or i'm buying all foil or on non-foil i'll start because i've already kind of been saying it throughout the yeah. cast i just picked the three that i wanted uh it was 120 dollars for me to get the three and foil mm -hmm. that i wanted which the other option i had is i could have spent a hundred more dollars gotten one of everything in non-foil plus would have gotten the uh, brazen borrower the uh, math is for blockers and foil as well which i wouldn't have had which i mean i guess talking through it only paying a 100 bucks more to get all of that isn't a terrible deal so no. i would almost think guys the 240 to get one of everything is pretty great it's pretty good but yeah. for me you know 2021 was all about a year you know the no sealed product and really what that was for was just cutting down on the amount of cards that i have in my inventory I do not have two uses for all of these cards and all of my decks. So, and I'm not active enough in the trading and selling market. So just spending 120, uh, 140 with taxes and all that stuff. And, you know, maybe losing out on some value, but 
I got what I wanted, and uh, I feel like at a pretty fair price. Yep. Uh, I'll go next. So I was originally just going to get the non-foilius bundle, but since you talked about those cards that have the super value, what I'll probably do is I'll get the bundle of the the Kamigawa, the Mathis blockers, and the two artist sets, and then I'll probably just get the time trouble one for an extra thirty, pay one hundred and sixty to one hundred eighty with tax and all that stuff, um, and then you get your value of that. And like you said, if if there are foils or if these like time trouble things, people think they're a meme. That's probably what I'll end up doing, or maybe just get the the hundred nineteen one. So, well, in good squee form, I probably won't buy any of these. But the only one that I would actually <laughs> consider would be the Kamigawa ink in foil. I think those look dope. I yeah, those have are cool. a pretty decent collection of the Japanese ones that came out from Strixhaven. I would like to pair those with those, and then I think maybe we'll get into this. Maybe we won't, but. This could be a little bit of a preface on some of the cooler artwork that may come out with the newer Kamigawa set next year. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is Secret Layer Super Drop that's out available right now. We are now going to head over to the one that I'm the most excited about, Commander Collection Black. So if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Commander Collection is basically the Spellbook series. Uh, Wizards just pivoted from it being a prominent Planeswalker figure to just picking a color and putting the word commander on there to make us think that we need to buy it for commander. (laughs) Um, Of course, uh, we all remember the green uh, commander collection green. That was last year. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. That was a banger library. Wolverine tutor, uh, bait of progress, just banger after banger. Well, the black version's out and let's say it's, it's good, but there's, there's some gaps. Uh, So, 100%. 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll start with uh, the legendary creature in here is Ghoulcaller Giza. Uh, three colorless black black. It is a mythic. And it is a creature that mythic. basically black tap sack a creature. Create that many 2-2 zombies where it was the sacrifice creature's power. We have mm-hmm. Mancer at two colorless black. It's the beginning of each upcape. If you have no snakes, make a 1-1 snaky snake with death touch. Uh, Phyrexian Arena, a card that McTuck hates. Uh, colorless <laughs> black black. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you draw a card, lose a life. Uh, reanimate, great card. Uh, Single card, black yeah. sorcery. Uh, you basically put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, uh, and you just lose life to its CMC. Uh, Toxic Deluge, uh, two colorless black sorcery. You pay life in addition to the spell. All creatures get minus X, minus X until end of turn. Uh, Command Tower, we all know what that is. Soul yeah. Ring, we all know what that is. Uh, you're getting this dual sided zombie and snake token. Uh-huh. And you are getting one of the more expensive Liliana Planeswalkers, Liliana Heretical Healer. It is the creature version of Liliana from Magic Origins that is a flip Planeswalker. So one side she has lifelink. Whenever a non-token creature dies, you exile her, bring her back in, transformed, and you make a 2-2 Zombo. Uh-huh. And then the other side's a Planeswalker, the Defiant Necromancer, uh, has three effects. The one that's probably the m- most prevalent is the minus eight for the ultimate. You get an emblem yeah. with whenever a creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Absolutely stupid. Yeah, it's really um, strong. So, Tuck, let's start with you this time. What are your initial thoughts of Commander Collection Black? I think it's okay-ish. Um, I really, as I said, I am slowly trading away all my Frexian Arenas and taking them out of most <laughs> of my decks. So it pains my heart to see this as opposed to like a Necropotence, which I think A fits Black's theme even better and is way more playable. 
Um, it is one of the few reprints of Ophiomancer, which is cool uh, if you like that in the deck. But I think the real winners here are like getting an Ophiomancer, a reanimate, and a deluge is really, really solid. Yep. Um, yep. And I have a whole... I have a whole stat block of the prices, so I, that, that's all I'm going to say. I think I do. I will say in a in a meta commentary, I think these commander collections are heading in the right direction. Uh -huh. I still think that there's some little, maybe some retooling of what cards they should put in it. Um, but overall, this is definitely interesting, um, and I think there are some pretty spicy reprints in it. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. I also cannot believe they put Phyrexian Arena in here. That card is just everywhere. If you don't have a copy of it, I don't know if you've even played Magic before. It's just, it seems to be one that's at least in everyone's binder or <laughs> everybody somebody has, has everybody a copy has of one. It. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't need to be in here, but this, this kind of reads to me, and I, I think it's a good collection of cards. This kind of reads as like the beginners, oh, you're thinking about playing black, huh? Okay, well, here's some cards to stoke the fire for you. You know, mm. you're going to get your Soul Ring and Command Tower, which they got to stop putting in this shit. I just don't care. We it's, don't need those in here. It's a really weird stat, which we'll get into. It's a really, really weird stat. Um, but yeah, this this kind of reads to me like, hey, you want to play black? You probably don't know a lot about it. You've played other colors. Here is a collection of cards you can get in a bundle that will kind of push start you. Here's a commander you can use. Here's a, a good planeswalker. Here's some of the basics that you're going to need to board wipe. Here's some of the basics you're going to need to kind of get your engine running in black. Mm. Whatever route you choose to go. Um, so I think they did a great job in selecting cards that will be useful for people. I would just say, yeah, to Tuck's point, there's probably a couple of them you'll keep in your decks, and then some of them, once you've learned how to play in black, you'll probably lose those and replace them with others. Um, also, coolest set symbol I've seen in a while. <laughs> the skull. I like that skull. Just That's the cool. skull. Yeah, that is cool. So my thought on this is actually I'm glad that it's not as powerful as Commander Collection Green. I think what we all need to realize, this isn't Secret Lair, where we're buying it directly from Wizards for $29.99 or $39.99. We're buying yep. this from LGSs for whatever hell price they want to put it at. Right. Yep. Which is going to be market price based on the stuff inside. I believe we all remember when Commander Collection Green initially was like two or $300 for the non-foil. Oh, and it was like God. out. We'd love to have one, but I can't afford it. Well, it's like now we got things in here like Phyrexian Arena, Still got the traditional soul ring and command tower. Plus, I think Google Caller Geese is probably not worth a ton, uh, but there's still some good value cards in here. I think if they do more stuff like this, this will help these non-foil ones maybe be sixty to seventy-five dollars, and then the foil ones are maybe the hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty, something like sure. that. I, I think if these commander collection greens can kind of be in that price range with this kind of card quality, I'm here for it. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm I'm very thankful that they underpowered this quite a bit because I think that'll help that price tag. Now, so here's now stats I thing, got for it. Well, hold on. The thing that I found interesting, this is only our second one. I don't know if you guys noticed it. Did you see a common theme between this and uh, Commander Collection Green? Aside from Soul Ring and Command Tower. Uh, let's see here. They all have an instance, an enchantment, a creature. No, there is oh, no, there, instant. there, no instance in here. No instance in here. No, I, uh, I have not. No, I'm not. So uh, the common thread is the Commander Collection Green had a face commander in it with Freilis. This also has a face Ooh. commander and Ghoul Caller Gisa. I see. Ooh. Interesting. So there you go. Uh, 
So maybe, maybe maybe that could actually give us hints to what the future ones will be for red, white, and blue. Figure out which face commanders are mono white, mono blue, and mono red. That might actually give you some into, insight. Yeah. yeah. Calling and it now, Commander Blue is going to be $1,432 for the foil version. And to your point with that, both of them are from the same set, which is uh, the set that uh, Fraley's with the with the monocolor commanders, Ghoul Cold Gisa is also in that set too. Interesting. So okay. from a price perspective, it's kind of interesting to look at right now. So I, you can <clears> find <throat> Commander Spellbook Greens on sale right now for $90 through TCG Player. And the total value of cards is 102 the interesting part on that is it's because mostly of two cards. Sylvan Library is about 44 and, and yep. Worldly Tutor is 24 And then the rest of them are between like 5 and $8. What's really interesting in here, and um, also the Soul Ring from that is $5.62. The Command Tower is about $2, so I'm using those prices for this. So the total price of the Command Book spell, the Commander Spellbook Green is $102. The total price based on right now is $100 of this one, and it's because of, interestingly, four cards. Ophiomancer is $19 right now, almost okay. 20, which is insane. Phyrexian Arena is $16 somehow. Toxic Deluge is 21. And, and Liliana is 19 as well. So it's, it's interesting that this, this one has more value on the face across the cards, whereas Commander Spellbook Breen really had the value in like one or two as it shook out. So I don't think... Buying this for $200, if you pre-order it in the non-foil, is probably a great use of your funds, of your magic funds. Uh, but it's just interesting how when the when the chips fall down, they're both approximately the same price as of right now. Yeah, well, I would be curious, knowing in the background that they've said that they do not take the open market prices into effect. But now that we have two of these kind of settling in around the $100 in value range, I wonder what will happen with the other three. Will they be kind of close to a hundred dollars in market value the the thing is though squee if we all remember commander collection green the value before commander collection green actually came out was like 180 200 it was crazy mm -hmm. expensive mm. and so same thing with this like the value right now is a hundred but this is before commander spellbook black actually comes out so i bet you once it actually releases and it's been out for nine months to a year I bet you the value of these cards will probably drop to 60 to 75, which this is the type yeah. of one that I see if the not pre-order, but a month within a month of it being out, the non-foil being like 50 to 60 and the foil being like 100 to 150. I think that's perfectly fair. Um, and I wouldn't be upset yeah. paying that because you're, you're getting a slight discount, but you are getting like some new cool art. Um, they didn't repurpose anything. And especially um, to your point with the Ophiomancer, like it's only valuable because it's only been printed once or twice. Yep. Right. So like if this comes out and people buy it, it's going to go down to be a 10 or $8 card probably mm -hmm. and maybe even lower. So that's going to, that's going to make this more valuable as well. So maybe, I mean, I'm excited. I, I am now excited to see that we'll have more, especially with the, the soul ring and the command tower. I'm excited to see what those prices hold. And like some people, if you really, if you have a mono black deck that you love, this is probably worth it just to pick up to have that unique art as long as, and also sub out some other things. So we'll see what they do with the other colors. All right. Well, guys, we're now on to the 2022 release schedule. So we'll start with the standard sets. Uh, Q1 is going to be Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Uh, yeah, basically, 
Kamigawa, if you guys are not familiar, was a plane that everyone said no way in hell we're ever visiting again. <clears throat> it was an absolute trash set. Uh, no one wants to see it. But then there was like this quiet buildup of like, oh, well, we kind of do. Well, Wizards completely ripped off Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and went ahead and made Kamigawa Neon Destiny, which literally the art looks like a screenshot from Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so, yes. Yes. The little little caption they have is, first up, a trip that was years in the making. The feudal pass of Kamigawa sets the stage for the far-off future we return to with Kamigawa Neon Destiny. Filled with high-tech delight and homages to fan favorites, Kamigawa Neon Destiny comes to stores in the first quarter of 2022. So, uh, I, I would say for each of these, we're just going to give our thoughts. We don't have a lot of details. Mine initially is, once again, it's a ripoff of Cyberpunk 2077. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and I am excited, though, to see Kamigawa go to the future, because maybe we're going to see this meld of almost, like, Kamigawa old school meets, like, Aether Revolt, like, mm. New Age, where it's, like, this futuristic city and, like, vehicles and, like, there's cool stuff. So it'd be cool if you could take like Bushido, but then mirror it in with like a vehicle or something like that. Or, like it'd be cool if you could merge it. Or if they had like, so they like, they've harvested the spirits because it used to be the spirit realm, right? They've like learned how to harvest them into technology to like Ooh. fuel their cities and their like future Ooh, tech, right? Yeah. Like that's there how they go. mirror it together. So then you have like, you could have stuff where it's like enslaved spirits as like an equipment or something like that, right? Oh. What about that? Ooh, and maybe it's like it gets like plus X plus O to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. oh, See? write it down. Write it down. It this is, is going to happen for sure. This you is heard it first here sure. on MTG Action 4 News. It'll probably be some new. That'll probably be one of the new. If they do that, it'll probably be a new mechanic. That That's specific. Like, you know, it, it says soul like, bind like, or yeah. Yeah. Like threshold. Like you get threshold mm -hmm. if you got uh, the five, seven or more cards in your graveyard. Seven, yeah. So. All right, Squee, what are your thoughts on this? I cannot wait to see <laughs> what the hell they're going to print artwork-wise in this set. I think it's going to be so cool. Yes, they ripped it off. No, I don't care. I like Neon. I like Kamigawa. I want all of that just together, mingling, mixing, making wonderful, wonderful full art foils. Oh, man. Could you imagine just like Those a... Those full art foils are going to be beautiful. A full art Kamigawa foil etched... All of it, all of it, all of it together in a different language with a artist we've never heard of before because it's a brand new way later in the timeline type of thing. Suck it forth, those nerds. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see the artwork. Again, we don't have a lot of information on what cards are going to be in here, but I think that they will probably put together a decent amount of effort to make them more playable, I think, than the last blocks that they put together for Kamigawa, just because they got so much crap about it. But, hey, Kakushu came from Kamigawa, so y'all can suck it. All uh -huh. right. Q2. Streets of New Kapena is the set coming out. Two uh, thumbs up. Trailing after our trip to Kamigawa like a detective with a gumption. Jesus, who writes these? Uh, the following standard gumption. release takes us to the streets of New Kapena. A city with special significance to Elspeth, ooh, built oh, by yeah. angels now, run by three color demon crime families. We'll race through the streets of New Capena in the second quarter of 2022. So, Tuck, you seem to be the most excited about this. Why don't you give us your initial thoughts on what you think this is going to entail? 
Uh, I'm very excited about this, mostly um, because I think there's going to be a lot of demon subtypes in this, obviously. I, I think it's been slightly confirmed that the demon on the front is Obnixilis, which would make sense why he's getting reprinted in Secret Lairs. Uh, Elspeth is one of my ladies of magic that I'm a big fan of. I mean, obviously, they won't be able to build a better Elspeth card than Elspeth's Sun's Champion, lest they try. But I think this kind of sounds like a, a fun, like, very political sort of thing, right? Like, crime families... Maybe mm. some sort of monarch mechanic, right? Ooh, a, yeah. a, a lot, maybe like return of like um, what's uh what's expropriates that what's the gimmick on that? Is that will of the council or yep. will of the council? Will of the council. So something it probably won't be like that because it's not like it. They're not vying for the throne. They're probably just like vying for inside sure. political power. But I I think this is going to have a lot of fun mechanics around that time. I'm less vaporwave, less future, and much more into like gangster noir stuff. So for me, this seems like a set that's going to be ticking off those boxes for me. So an interesting mechanic they could introduce, but they'd have to do it in a the commander set that's tied with it because it's a card that it wouldn't work in uh, 1v1 is you could do a will of the council, but call it like will of the family where it's like, uh, you know, you vote, you know, blah or blah. And it's like, basically a mechanic where you're trying to get the other families to pitch in to take out mm. some other family Ooh. they could do Maybe something like offer? that or um like the one from uh jumpstart where it's like hey if you give me two mana into this thing then the spell is cheaper for all of us or for like yeah us but i hope they don't it. i hope they don't do that though just because those mechanics never worked ever because no, it's pretty yeah. obvious when it's like hey could you leave three mana open Right. Why? I don't know. Things. It could, no be, it could, it could be anything. So yeah. So I, I think there's some real. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of runway for that. Look, I have one thing to say about this whole set. Boo! What Cow. the f does this have to do with Magic: The Gathering? At what does all. Neo? What does Neo Vaporwave have to do with Magic: The Gathering? Like that doesn't matter anymore. They have two sets in here that are like it doesn't matter, and then two sets that like <laughs> no, this all matters. All the lore and everything matters in two sets. All right, I figured it all out. I know what they're doing. the The TV show's coming out on Netflix in late 2022. They're just gearing up a bunch of advertisements and product spots <laughs> and different company spots that they can ding into this. Animated series that's gonna be just the most eclectic thing I've ever seen. It's gonna go from like 2022 back to the old <laughs> Mirrored and Besieged, and they're gonna dive into the old <laughs> plans, the new plans. Who knows where you're gonna be at? They're gonna have to have like Bill and Ted. Oh, Bill and Ted no. Super Drop. Don't say it. They'll do a Bill and Ted Super Drop, or they'll do <laughs> a. Uh, uh, why can't I remember the dude in the telephone booth? Also, that travels through time. Oh, Doctor Who. Yeah, there's going to be one of the two of those so they can travel in between these planes and time periods. There you go. Oh, Lord. Y'all heard it first. It's coming out late 2022. Happy to be a producer there, Wizards. If you want to hire me, no problem. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the one coming out in Q3 and Dominaria United, which I am excited for. Mm -hmm. uh, Dominaria holds a special place in Magic across the lore of the game and in hearts of fans around the world. With so much story and decades of magic history packed into one plane, our next visit with Dominaria United is the perfect place to kick off our 30th anniversary celebration. Uh, you'll be able to enjoy this again in the third quarter of 2022. So, uh, man, squee. Dominaria United, this could be anything. Literally. It, it could be anything. Dominaria is pretty heavy set on a lot of the early cards in magic, which excites me a lot. 
So I think there's going to be a lot of ties and odes into kind of the founding fathers of magic, if you would. Um, this is of the block sets that are coming out in 2022. I think the biggest wild card on, is it going to be really, really good? Are the cards going to be super expensive or is it going to be kind of run of the mill and they're trying to push other things? But I think with the 30th anniversary coming out that this set is primed up to see some very expensive reprints and some very interesting takes on very famous old cards as well. So I'm in for it. I'm all in for it. The way I think that this is going to shake down is the old cards is going to be in the Brothers War. That's where we're going to be seeing those things from Magic History when we used to start playing like the yeah, early on. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I I'm, suppose. Mr. Combo, I'm also very excited about Dominaria United. I think that Dominaria has always kind of been like the melting pot of places where you see, you could see any figure from current Magic sets or like recent Magic sets mm -hmm. since like Planeswalkers have been invented mulling around there. I don't, I'm assuming this is going to take place after the whatever new mending from last time we went to Dominaria. I thought that set was really cool. Um, I think this one, I think this, this is going to give them, because Dominaria doesn't have anything, it's not like it's Phyrexian or it's not like it's, you know, Kamigawa. I think Dominaria is the most flat plane, which will let them do a lot of like really interesting stuff and kind of have like a lot of way to run around without having the baggage of the history of the plane and the mechanics that they might get forced into. So I actually think they've been teasing what's going to be in Dominaria United for the last year. Does everyone remember Garth One-Eyed, where he makes black lotuses and shivin' oh, sure. dragons? Mm -hmm. I think they were using some of these sets to where we're actually creating reserve list cards, but in token form, or other cards where it's like, well, it basically does what that alpha card does, but they just kind of sure, reworded yeah. it and called it something else. Um, I think they've been testing us over the last year or so with cards like that to see for the 30th anniversary, can we get away with taking some of the most powerful cards in Magic and mm -hmm. just kind of putting a new skin on it? I think... Ooh, I, I think that's kind of where I was thinking, like the super old powerful cards. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think we're going to see like some special version of Gaia's Cradle that won't mm -hmm. quite be Gaia's Cradle. Maybe it's a legendary creature or maybe it's an enchantment or something like that. So... Uh, same thing Hold with Black on. Lotus. Um, th that's what my gut is telling me, is that they're going to figure out how to be creative with this. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Want to know why I think I think you're onto something? Because Dominaria gave us a card called Cabal Stronghold, which is mm -hmm. like a worse version of Cabal Coffer. Oh, yeah. Right? But very yep. similar in scope, right? Yep. So, like, it could be a Gaia's Cradle that taps for mana, but also is like three colorless tap add one for each creature control or something along those yeah. lines. So oh, interesting. That would be cool. Maybe it'll be Gaia's rocking chair. <laughs> All right. Gaia's well, silver on, spoon. Woo! <laughs> we're on to the last one and Tuck is right. This is going to be a very interesting set. This is going to, this is a wild one coming out in Q4, the brother's war. And this is one mm. Tuck. I'm going to probably buy a lot of sealed product of depending on what's going in there. Definitely do it. While magic's history stretches back 30 years, the lore of Dominaria itself is much longer. Returning to a pivotal story of Dominaria's and magic's history, what started as a feud between Urza and Mishra erupted into an all-out war that set into the motion uh, future of the plane and the multiverse itself. Through the lens of Dominaria's locations, characters, and victims of the conflict, 
we'll see a plane-spanning conflict escalate with artifacts, giant mechs, and beyond, and the Brothers' War arriving stores everywhere in fourth quarter of 2022. So, my thought on this, this is just, I think, where we're going to see so much fan service given. Mm-hmm. And what that fan service will be, I don't know, because I'm not a Vorthos nerd. I don't read any of the lore. But I bet you uh, our friends over at the Vorthos cast, and especially Sir Brian, they're probably going to get a lot out of the set and have just yeah. hours of content to talk about. Because they'll be like, oh my gosh, this card was literally mentioned in half of this sentence on this random card a <laughs> block. And it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they actually made something out of that. I think we're going to get a lot of the true passion of magic to where a lot of us have felt like we've been product fatigued. You're just coming up with crap just to give it to us. I think this might be the set that makes us say, you know what, wizards? All right. Last three years have kind of sucked. This set was pretty, pretty on par. Yeah. I, there, like, I think the, I don't know. I've not brushed up enough, but like, I feel like this is that brother's war led into things like the creation of Frexia, um obviously like the whole urza saga all that jazz was like all mm-hmm. taken around there if i remember correctly so i think this is a this is the one that like wizards can just go completely bonkers on right it's pre-mending real mending when like they reset the entire magic verse so like rules don't apply we can see planeswalkers that are now dead that are that were alive then like the frailies before she had on her eye patch the like the sky's the limit with this one of how far they want to go because they're really letting themselves to your point mr combo it's like the i don't know what the difference is like they've they're like they've out painted them they've like painted themselves into a room that has no walls as opposed yeah. to like a corner right mm-hmm. i think it's a perfect way to round out the year like i think yeah, this set is a wonderful ending to give everybody a good taste in their mouth whether they like the other sets or not i think 98% of Magic players will enjoy this. All right. Well, we're down to the last bit of products. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We Oof. get it. Long episode. Uh, so we're, we're, I'm going to blast through this first part really quick because I don't think any of us really care. Unfinity. Uh, it's the new unset. Nope. It's Magic. It's in space. Retro futuristic fun. Space Nothing to see here. You must see to believe Unfinity uh, brings the joy and celebration of combining magic's mechanics with new characters, laughs, science fiction themed full art basic lands, and shock lands Lands, in both draft and collector booster packs releasing in the second quarter of 2022. Really, the only thing I like these unset for unsets for are the basic lands. They usually have some of the best looking basic lands in all of magic. They're usually pretty expensive. Seeing the shock lands is pretty intriguing. That'll be something. It is, yes. I'm not Those looking at expensive. it. For, I'm not looking at it from a cost. Like I know some people are like, "Ooh, Shockland reprints." That means the old ones are going to drop in price. I'm actually just excited because it's like, "Ooh, alternate art." Does this work better in my decks where I'm trying to go all alternate art? Like my Atraxa mm-hmm. Planeswalker deck, for example. Could I pick up some gems that are fun and different? Yeah, it's this is basic land and Shockland dot play. Like it is fun. It is fun to draft, but that's kind of it. So, yep. I, I don't have anything to add. It's it's unglued 3.0, 4.0, whatever we're on now. All How right. Unglued are there. Unset, unglued, infinity, unstable. Hinged. Oh, yeah. Hinged, unhinged. Unstable. Yeah, I think there's so five. five. Okay. All right. Now we're on to the one that I'm actually the most excited for of all the supplemental sets. 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Baldur's Gate Commander Legends. Uh, the debut of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms brought a mix of magic and deity to life in amazing ways. Different stories, characters from the Forgotten Realms to share. Focusing on the city of Baldur's Gate, I have to do it in that voice every time, uh, and building on the Commander first gameplay that. of 2019's Commander Legends, our return to Commander Draft with Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate uh, brings Thank in you. iconic characters, new mechanics, flavorful spells from DMT, plus Commander Legends style foil etched legendary creatures into a social experience, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to jump ahead of all of you guys on this. All right. I'm so happy I made a Dungeons and Dragons deck. I'm hoping I get more dungeon <laughs> support. More, more adventure. Uh, because remember, we talked about how adventure or venture was this like niche mechanic we'd probably never see again. So it's like you only have the cards in the set. I like, even though it's a what year and a half after the set would have come out, I like that they're coming out with more Dungeons and Dragons stuff and it's commander specific. Because Commander Legends was a massive set, so if they're doing a 2.0, it's going to be just as huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it'd be cool if they could work this out to where, hey, we're going to introduce this very niche mechanic that we think Commander players are going to like. Let's have the standard set come out, wait a year, wait a year and a half, then let's make Commander Legends about whatever that was so they get more supplemental for it. This is a good, good sign. I hope we get to see more of it. Don't care about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm glad they're continuing at least not doing one-offs and ditching crap in the mud and then walking away, but meh. Commander Legends was a great set. Um, I have a lot of fond memories of opening boxes from that and playing through it like in our boxing league. That was really fun. So I think it's exciting that we're going to see a set where you could buy booster boxes, as I will undoubtedly from this. Uh, I have played with more Adventures in the Forgotten, Rel Forgotten Realms card. I'm starting, my cold, cockled heart is starting to warm to it. I just, my, I still stand by, I think it's, I agree with you. Like, I think it's cool. You know, it's fun for me as like a D&D nerd. I still have that disconnect of being like, I still can't like get out of my mind that Icing Death can get killed by a generic Shivan Dragon, no matter how hard you tell me, or that Caterbury for some reason gets bonuses based on equipment, even though she's only ever carried three magical items in her life, which is what happened to me last time I played these decks. So I am excited. I am excited about the the mechanics, the treasure, the venture, and that sort of stuff. Seeing it out of a Commander Legends box that I can buy. All right. Next one, and people would have thought this would have been my favorite set, but this set cost me the most money. Double Masters 2022. Ding! Ding! is back. Woo! Cannot wait. All right. Everything fans <laughs> loved about Double Masters, two foil cards and two rare or mythic cards in each draft booster um, is back at Double Masters 2022 with powerful reprints and a multicolor draft focus. Ooh, I like that. All this yeah. and more arrives in the third quarter of 2022. So Tuck, Double Ma Actually, you know what? Let's go Squee. Squee's the one that went hamski with this set. Yeah. Squee, Double Masters 2022. Is this when you finally start putting money back into Magic? Oh, it will be. I will Great be question. there. Don't you worry. I will be at the store buying packs, ripping open the best card in the set, <laughs> give or take every third pack. Happy to do so. Give me your money. Actually, I'll give you your my money. Wait, I'll give you my money, and then you give me your money because these cards are all so damn valuable. Oh, man. As, as you all know, this is my favorite set I've opened in a really long time. I was just absolutely on fire. How many Force of I Wills? Three, one foil. 
Bought 15 packs. There you go. Pretty um, good. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty good return rate there. Uh, in fact, the computer monitor I'm looking at, I traded Mr. Combo a couple Force of Wills for. It's a wonderful one. Um, cannot wait. Yeah, I will be pinching all my pennies, putting them into a little bag, and taking it to the store to buy packs as I see fit. Probably every other day on my way home from work, give or take, but... Yeah, I won't be buying a box. It's not my style, but I will be buying individual packs from only local LGSs because that's where the good pulls come from. You heard it first here. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is gonna be great. Double Masters is one of my favorite Master sets. Um, I haven't really, I didn't really get into any of them. So if they're going to do this Master thing, I'd like to do it this way. We mm -hmm. kind of talked about like our tinfoil hat of this, which we probably won't because we're doing it right now. Of it just being like more doubling cards. I think these Master sets are really good ways where they print very expensive cards that they can't shovel in anywhere else. Like your mat, like your doubling seasons yeah. and your mana crypts of the world. So I just like that because if worst case scenario, they go, they drop in price. You can pick them up. Um, big fan of this one. Again, I, I kind of do feel this is meat and potatoes to some extent, right? Like, Oh, but it's like quality prime rib meat. Yes. Ooh, I'm so hungry. So uh, <laughs> I'm super pumped. Very excited. The thing that, sticks out the most to me is the specific um, calling out of multicolor draft focus. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder like how they're going to incentivize it. You know, in my head, I was just sitting here listening to you guys talk and it's like, well, I guess they could do what Commander Legends did and have partners and a lot of stuff. But I don't, oh. I don't think, but I don't think partners really play in legacy or vintage. And so, or modern. Yeah, for sure. Or modern. Um, and so I just, I don't know, for something like this, even though we all kind of understand, commander players are kind of what drive some of this stuff. So we already have a commander specific set. So are they gonna try to like pigeonhole in two color partners so we can maybe get back to four color? Cause I'm really hoping for that. Um, yeah. I'm not really too sure. Plus in a draft focus, I don't think you wanna do, well, I guess partners are fine. You just have to guarantee partners per pack or something like that. So, okay, here's my prediction. The other five color triomes. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's a lands. good call. That is a good call. Because they're played in modern, they're played in commander, they're expensive. Yep. They're, I mean, it's a perfect when are they going to do it again? Set, yeah. If they're focusing on multicolor draft, why else would you not put in the chance to get a, another off color Zyga or uh, triome? But that, that, that would just mean, though, since it's a draft focus, they probably need to have enough three color like cards. To really make it like worthwhile or do you think it's because I'm just trying to think when you do like a multicolored deck it's usually I mean, sometimes it can just be a bunch of monocolored cards of one color and a bunch of monocolored of another mm -hmm. but usually you have some multicolored cards in there right and so that's what kind of just like I'm trying to wrap my head around I'm doing a draft experience that's why you guys really make this how am I going to ensure that I could do a um you know, let's go Jeskai deck. Right. When I just have a bunch of mishmash stuff. I, I don't know. I, I, I need to see more about it. But that's the thing that stands out the most to me is multicolor draft mm -hmm. focus. Yeah, I could see the multicolor pairing with whatever triumphs they choose to print. So it may be more focus heavy on whatever colors haven't been printed yet. And then they're going to center a lot of the other cards in the set around those. So if you do draft one of those, it'll still be useful for the other cards that are prominently in the in the actual set itself. Um, 
But yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see. We'll be buying a pack. Hopefully, Force of Will's in there again. Tuck, what we will have to do, not so much tinfoil hat about what the set is, we're going to have to do a tinfoil hat on this to see what cards they're going to put in there. I can't imagine mm-hmm. they're just going to take all the same high-end cards from the first set and put it in <laughs> the there. last time? Yeah, I mean, think about it. They put a lot of the really expensive cards oh, in there yeah. that we were shocked. There's so many good cards in there. So it's like, I would be, but I would be surprised if they do. I, I like, but they don't have another set to put those cards in, right? So like, it wouldn't like. But wait a I would, few I'm years. Guess, I'm guessing a sort of like Hearth and Home is probably going to be reprinted in Double Masters because they did all the other swords, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I think they're going to, I don't think there's going to be that much discrepancy. I think this is going to be the one where you can get, this is going to be the set where you can buy to get your doubling season, your swords of X and Y's and your mana crypts. That's gotcha. how I feel, but who knows? All right. Well, we're moving on to the last one and this tumultuously long episode, Jumpstart 2022. Um, we're excited to share that the tabletop gets a new twist on Jumpstart action with Jumpstart 2022. It'll arrive in the fourth quarter of 22. Uh, it comes packed with a new booster fun card treatment, a new two magic card in every pack, dozens of themes to mix and match for fun, with plenty of amazing reprints for every fan to enjoy. I'm going to go first because I'm going to be real quick. I never even got to play Jumpstart. It was right when the pandemic oh, really? hit and all the <laughs> stock was just yeah. gone. I think I got to buy three packs of it and all of them I just was not impressed with. Even though I got, I think I got like that really expensive goblin uh, that everyone wanted. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting, or, or, yeah. yeah, I got one of those. And I mean, it helped me get a foil Commander Spellbook green box. But I don't know. I'm just... Unless they've figured out ways to do some of these arena-only mechanics in Jumpstart, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be able to figure that out. But I, I don't really know. I did buy a whole box of Jumpstart. I got lucky in the LGS close to me had... A whole one for I think it was 150 bucks, and I ended up. I'd say I at, at, after everything's said and done, a couple months later, yeah, I probably made 50 bucks on the box. Mm-hmm. But it was a very interesting, and I think what I liked about it the most was just the opening experience itself, from just a pack perspective. It was bigger packs; they were all themed. You didn't know exactly what theme was what going into it, but once you kind of figured it out, you could get excited when you saw one of the the front theme cards come up because you're like. All right, there's a chance at Allosaur Shepherd in this one right here. Like, I know this is a good one. I'm going to rip this yeah. open and have some fun with mm. it. I thought it was a great opening experience. Also, did not get to draft it or really play with the cards much outside of just slotting some of the better ones in my deck. But um, I'm pretty excited about it. Hopefully, they stock it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that oh would God, be nice. Uh, yeah, I'm like this one I'm 50 50 on. I did get to play the jump start, and it was like fine ish. It was an okay sort of experience um, as a draft. There was a, like a lot of cool cards put into Jumpstart that don't really fit anywhere else. So maybe this is the time we'll see some reprints off of that. So this one, I'm I'm kind of like 50-50 on. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not really that excited about it. Well, guys, as you can hear through our deflated voices, our defeated souls, we're at the end of this special news report of the <laughs> hell. Or the Helheim that Wizards of the Coast just put this newscast through. Good night, good evening, and God damn it, God bless Domin. Staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at cmdtower.com merch. You could support us by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. 
With War Tears for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on our Twitter, our Facebook, and our website, CMD. You can communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Comdor 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 News team. Good tweet, good tweet, good tweet, and good night. Thank you.